0: Welcome to College Football Roundtable, your source for college football coverage, including major storylines, playoffs, can't-miss-game previews, and picks each week. Join your hosts, Dan, Rob, and Jordan, at the roundtable for a show unlike anything else. As for Football presents, the College Football Roundtable.
1: What's up everyone, the college football committee eats a little bit of crow by putting a group of five team in the playoff, Bama and Georgia switch places in the rankings, Michigan actually looks like they're peaking, it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off a of Nakatomi Plaza and the bowl games are on the TV, what's up trash talkers, welcome back to the college football roundtable or if you prefer we would like to call it ring knocker radio, I'm your host Rob in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Joining me today is James in Oklahoma and Dano Icabesa calling out of Coastal Connecticut. Jordan is, uh, he wouldn't be on the show, but uh, he is actually battling something real world. And we will leave it at that. (laughs) And uh, hopefully he jumps on a little bit later after the, you know, when we get to the other show or later in the show. All right. So Service Academy action this week. Here we go. Everybody knows it's coming up. If you do not know that Army Navy football is this weekend, you are either living under a rock or you are not in the service. But uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, kickoff is at three PM. The Commander in Chiefs trophy stays at Army, but the cadets have a chance to win the trophy outright on Saturday. Army's eight and three. Looked great against a tough Liberty team going into their bye week. Navy is three and eight. And this is the they are the best of the worst teams in the, the American Conference. And by saying that, they're Eighth overall in the American Conference, but they have three, one, and seven teams behind them, so they're better than the worst ones. Uh Army needs a win to make an argument to uh to break out and go into a different bowl game. It looks like they are going to the armed forces bowl. It's a solid bowl, they're playing an SEC team, but Army has gone to the Armed Forces Bowl three times and twice in its last five bowl appearances. So for a change of scenery for the guys that went to the last one, uh, I would prefer that. But Hey, what can you do? James, let's move on to the top ten poll stands.
2: All right, so Rob is breaking up a little bit, uh, but I will go through the AP top ten. We got 82 ranked teams that have lost this season now, uh, and we finally have our top four. Uh, The team's ranked 1, 9, 15, 17, 20, and 21 all lost this week. After championship weekend, uh, the AP uh, AP poll becomes a preseason projection for next year, um, and the playoff rankings are really the ones that matter uh, in terms of the college football playoff. So the Big 12 championship, we had Baylor beating Oklahoma State in an upset. MAC championship, Northern Illinois beat Kent State in the Mountain West. Utah State beat San Diego State in a somewhat surprising result, more so because the score was 46-13. to uh, Sunbelt, Louisiana beat App State, uh, still only one loss on the season, uh, first game of the year against Texas. Uh, the American Cincinnati beats Houston en route to the first group of five playoff bid. In the ACC, Pitt beats Wake Forest, uh, 45-21. to In the Pac-12, Utah beats Oregon 38-10. to Conference USA, San Antonio takes on Western Kentucky and beats them 49-41 to in a shootout. A uh, questionable call in that game, a questionable coaching call in that game, going for it on fourth down in the third quarter. Uh, Big Ten Championship, uh, Big Blue, Michigan taking on Iowa and beating them 42-3 to in Indianapolis. Uh, Wolverine offense looked good against a team that hadn't let up uh, more than 27 points this year. And then Bama over Georgia in the SEC Championship 41-24. to uh, that being said, your uh, college football playoff rankings top six are Bama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati. There's the playoff, and then just outside, looking in, Notre Dame at eleven and one, and Ohio State at ten and two. Nick Saban has captured uh, some video now. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'll let I'll let Rob take this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So so deep down inside, I'm I'm I'm. Throwing the BS flag on Bama moving up to number one. I mean, if you look at the if you look at the performance, like let's be real, Michigan should be the number one seed. But uh, I believe that Nick Saban probably has some captured video from a TGI Fridays in Jacksonville that he has been circling around the College Football Committee. <laughs> Thus, they pushed him into the stops the top spot again. I, I I did not think, you know, and again, there's some there's some YouTube pundits that were like, hey, Georgia's going to lose. Because Nick Saban has the opportunity to prepare, and he's just a great at preparation, and he knows Kobe K- Kirby Smart pretty well. Uh, turned out that was probably the case, you know. But uh, moving on to questions for the the crew, what was your favorite championship game of championship weekend?
0: Uh, yeah, for sure, mine was the uh, Western Kentucky game versus uh, UTSA. I said before then, uh, right before the game started, I said oh, they're going to run all over these guys, and you know what? They ran and all over those guys. Game really wasn't as close as the score probably made it look like because you know Western Kentucky, they played a a good second half that they got so far down, um, and they just couldn't come back. I I feel for uh, Bailey Zappi, but I feel like a lot of pro scouts hopefully got to see him play, which is a little bit more important for his his professional development over the long term. Uh, Also worth noting in the Mountain West, San Diego State had something like 20 kids out with COVID. That sucks. What horrible timing.
2: Yeah, my favorite game uh, very clearly uh, was the Big Ten Championship in Indianapolis watching <laughs> Michigan uh, uh, you know, take on the Hawkeyes' defense and just throw all over them and really honestly get some good running going, which nobody has done against Iowa this year to, to any level of success. So uh, getting to watch Hassan Haskins uh, take down uh, uh, the Iowa defensive front uh, was, was pretty impressive and, and it makes, as a Michigan fan, I'm happy to see that headed into a Georgia game because uh, like Iowa, Georgia has a very good front seven. Um, what Rob said about the the number one seed, uh, you know, I think they got the four teams right. Um, but I don't understand how you put an Alabama team at number one, the week after they won a coin toss against a six and six Auburn. Like we have already had the, 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 the overtime debate on this show and, and we won't have it again. But I mean, I, as I said on Twitter, I would be just, impre- just as impressed with Alabama's performance against Auburn if after regulation, they flipped a coin and they said, OK, Alabama wins. And we're supposed to pretend like that coin flip makes them a really, really good you know, playoff potential team. But losing that coin flip would have been, oh, no, they're out of the playoff contention. And so like, I, I, I just can't imagine why something seven days ago like that uh, didn't matter uh, to in, in the mind of the committee.
1: Yeah, I think I think the committee, like I said, there's there's some kind of uh, dossier floating around that Saban has in his <laughs> office that he is going to use for leverage because it doesn't make any sense, you know. And for me, I watched uh, Baylor and Oklahoma State. I thought that was a great game. I yeah. really thought I really thought old Pistol Pete would pull it out and. and in the, in the waning moments. And then of course I watched the big 10, the big 10 championship. However, the sec championship, I will say this, uh, like when Bryce Young started running, I was like, crap, this dude's going to win the Heisman and they're going to win this game. Because when you have quarterbacks that are openly saying it this season, you know, like, Oh, they, you know, recruited me to throw the football not to run. But when you have a guy that's, you know, that caliber of a passer saying, well, if I don't run, my team's not going to win, it kind of puts it in perspective. So he's, you know, putting his foot down and kind of bit down on the mouthpiece and ran it several times in the first half, and it was ugly because he was wide open in space. And so I think that was a huge uh, contributor to Georgia's downfall. Now, speaking of Georgia, second question today is, do you think Georgia deserves a second chance after, uh, you know, losing that badly? in the in the championship game. Not to say that uh, we would want to see, you know, Ohio State move up, but potentially Notre Dame getting into the playoff.
0: I mean, I definitely understand the argument that Georgia's got a better, uh, a better case than Notre Dame. Like, it's not that I don't agree with that, but I feel like we just saw their best shot and it was not enough. So to then say, well, that's fine. It doesn't matter that you lost the, the the championship game let's put you in the national championship anyway for a do-over. Like I, it just doesn't sit right with me. Like it just doesn't sit right with me. How can you be the best team in the country? If you're not the best team in the conference, the answer is obviously you cannot, there's no way to talk your way out around that. It's just simple logic, simple reality.
2: Yeah. I, I, you're right. It doesn't sit right with me. If the committee's job is really to pick the top four teams, I think they did get it right. Um, I think the order was all messed up. Um, I, I honestly think that the right order for those teams, if you're trying to you know objectively pick uh, you know the, the correct order and, and and I'm not doing I'm not doing this order because I want to prevent a rematch in the semifinal. but I yeah. think that the I, I think that the right order is Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati, Georgia. and yeah, I think it would, that's right. It would, it would be the same exact matchups. The only thing is that Michigan Georgia would be the Cotton Bowl instead of the Orange Bowl, and Alabama Cincinnati would be you know uh, the Orange Bowl.
0: But they very clearly didn't put Georgia at number four, just to avoid the rematch, which is that's not a thing. If they're the fourth team, then they're the fourteen, and if right. they didn't get the rematch, then that's that's how that shakes out. Right, but I, I yep. think
2: I think both number two should have been number one, and number three should have been number four. Like it would have been the same matchups if they had done
0: it the right way. It just the games would have been at different locations. Well, you know, yeah, I, and again, ultimately the best team is going to win, and I suppose that that's all that matters. But it just, if they had, if they had dropped Georgia and said, you know, that was your chance and you blew it, like that'd be a little easier to understand just on its face.
2: And and by the way, so like there's talk about the 12-team playoff. There's a bit of a snag, you know, in, in that respect. But a, a 12-team playoff right now. Let me let me read off the teams that would be in the playoff. You have Alabama, Michigan. Georgia, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Baylor, and then you'd have Ole Miss, uh, Oklahoma State,
0: Michigan State, Utah, and Pitt. That's a bunch of great matchups in there. It is, but none of those, none of the outer ring of those teams is better than the inner ring. Like what? Like why? You know, I, we have the best four teams. Like everyone agrees with, about that. So it's good. Okay. Let's let everybody play like fine, but it's not necessary. We really only need a a playoff of three teams this year. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Alabama,
2: Michigan, and Cincinnati are certainly are the teams with the resume that deserve a shot. Now you got to add one more team in there. They pick Georgia. That's fine. Um, But but yeah, I I think it's, I think we're headed towards expansion. I I don't mind those teams uh, duking it out at the very least. It's a bunch of really good football games. Well, that's true.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I, I think, I think the honest, the honest answer is, you know, a, you know, twelve teams might be too much. I think ten teams is probably the targeted window, even eight, you know. But I think if you just do ten, you say, hey, all the conference champions make it. In-
0: yeah, the problem with in all the conference champions is that then you're making it impossible for Notre Dame to get in there, which I don't think Notre Dame is necessarily deserving probably nine years out of ten. But every once in a while, they, they might be deserving. Of
1: records, and then it takes the guesswork out of it. Yeah, but again, with all the talk of conference realignment and putting people in different conferences, then it may fix itself. But mm. I, my concern is... You know, my concern is it's just like with the BCS, like at some point the computer and the eye test comes in. And let's be honest, the the college football committee are a bunch of older gentlemen. So they may be having some cataract surgery pretty recently. And so their eyes may not be as good as they are required to make the decisions that they make. Because if you watch championship Saturday and I am by no means a Michigan fan, but Michigan put on the best performance of all the teams that are in the playoff by far. But yet and still they're ranked number two. There's something wrong with that, Mm. you know, and that's where my problem comes in. It's like, look, just just be honest with yourself and say, hey, look, if we look at the offensive performance against, you know, these defenses that have been holding people, you know, like I can I saw a quote. I forget who it was from. I think it was from one of the linebackers of Georgia was like, hey, if this was the New England Patriots, they wouldn't get in the end zone on us. And like Alabama scored 42 points and you guys had barely let people score a touchdown all season. So does that mean Alabama had a better scheme? Yes. If you watched what their players <laughs> did, they well, that their players gave extra effort. Like Bryce Young, who is a drop back passing quarterback, ran his ass off in that game. Whether you like the kid or you don't, whether you like them or you don't, their players stepped up and made the plays that they needed to to win that game. And so when you're watching it comprehensively, if Bama is two, it's because of the eye test. You won a crappy overtime game against Auburn in the Iron Bowl. And like, yeah, it's a rival where You got to toss the records out, whatever. But they're six and six, right? You have Michigan who beat their rival, who is 10 and one. At some point, that should balance out. You know, like, hey, look, these guys have a much tougher opponent in their rivalry game. So they should be on top. But again, This is just, you know, Rob's aren't Monday morning, but at the end of the day, I think for the fans of those teams, it's, it would be more fair if they were actually, you know, doing a a legitimate assessment. Anyway, let's move on to the games of the week. Actually, is there really games or is it just one game? Dan, what are
0: your thoughts? (laughs) Uh, There's just one game this week and uh, I'm super excited about it. That is the Army Navy game. I mean, I don't know. Am I supposed to be excited about something else?
1: Absolutely not. All right, so we'll have our full game preview on the Army football show, but briefly, Army is favored by 7.5 points or 8. But depending on where you look, the over-under sits at 36. And hey, you know what? I'm not going to jinx it. There's a note in here. I'm not going to say what the note says. Because, <laughs> like,
2: So actually, not- so, uh, the over-under is at 36. It's tipped as low as 34.5 now. So, I mean, you're talking about, uh, you know, a, a-, a game where – you know neither team gets to 20 points is essentially what they're, they're they're projecting a game where maybe army scores just over 20 and navy scores just over 10 i mean that's an insanely low amount of points
0: and uh, a prediction that is an extremely possible prediction though i mean yeah i are we going to are we going to pick against the spread cuz i'll tell you right now that i would i would take the under just just I mean, it's just it's just one of these rivalry games, you know, they they know this offense so well. Um, all the pros know that it almost always hits under like, don't get me wrong, crazy stuff happens. But, you know, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of it. And and we will go, uh, you know, we can go right into uh, picks and trap game of the week. Uh, the I'll, I'll review real quick, you know, uh, season finale after, you know, before Army, Navy. Uh, Rob ends up even on the year. Dan's up five units and Jordan is down four. So Jordan will pay for beer at army Navy uh, uh, at halftime. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll pick, so you're picking the under uh, Rob real quick. Let's get your pick and then I'll, I'll offer my two cents on it.
1: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to pick the under. So I went back and I watched from 2016 through 2020 games on the YouTubes as well. Oh, wow. And uh yeah. And so when you when you watch those games, you know, either there's going to be a highly emotional play, an execution error, weather's going to come in. There's going to be some factor that's going to impact the game that's going to keep the score a little bit closer. So I think the under is right. I would say it might be even a push. You know, you might score you might see 36 points like Army scores twenty and navy scores 16. That's possible, you know, but I don't think it I don't think we're going to see this offensive juggernaut. I hope that we do. Like, I would love to see Army hang like 70 on these dudes just <laughs> for a purpose. You know, like, I am all for a basketball score as long as Army is on, you know, the the winning end of it. So if we score like, you know, if it's like Wake Forest and Army earlier this season and Army score 70 points, I'll be fine with that. Because, like, everybody wants to see a shootout in an Army-Navy game. Usually it doesn't happen. But when it does, it's like, whoa, that's a sight to see. So it makes the game, you know, a little bit more interesting. I'm hoping for cold weather, so when Coach gets the, uh, the Gatorade bath, like I hope he's like a uh, waterproofed his stuff, you know, <laughs> on either side, because it will be chilly, and uh, that's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah,
2: so I I, I I'm going to disagree with you guys. Um, you know, you're right. Typically, teams get super conservative, and we'll talk about this a lot more on the Army show. So I'll save most of it, but I, I think you're going to see a more aggressive Army offense uh, in this game. I think that. Uh, Coach Munkin is still a little PO'd about the 2019 game and how Navy didn't really run up the score, but, uh, but they scored a lot of points. He wasn't happy about that. And I think he wants his turn at having a lopsided victory. Um, I I think if, if if there's a year to do it for army, this is the year they've shown they can be effective being aggressive. They did it as recently as uh, a couple weeks ago against Liberty um, and I think that uh, it, it it's probably the time, if there's going to be one, where they start
0: shooting. Mm. But we'll fair. See. That's fair. That 2019 game was an extreme misery.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and a lot of it depends on like you have to have really good skill players on offense in order to execute those plays early so that you can be riskier later and continue to put yourself up. And and 2019, since Army started winning, 2019 is the only year where one side had just a ridiculous skill player where you could do that. Army doesn't have one ridiculous skill player that can do it, but they have a lot of uh, players with a good amount of skill uh, where they can do that. It is a possibility.
1: All right. Now, moving on to the bowl notes really quick. Dan, if you want to cover those.
0: Yeah, so Air Force is in the First Responder Bowl versus Louisville on December twenty eighth. ESPN has that game starting at three fifteen. Army is back in the Armed Forces Bowl, as we said, against Mizzou. That game is on December twenty second, starting at eight p.m. Uh, briefly, my take. I know Army kind of. We were hoping they might get a slightly different uh, bowl game. Um, there was some talk about them potentially going to the Gasparilla Bowl. However, I also know that the coaching staff and the players wanted to play before Christmas, just because it's such a grind being at the Academy and they got an SEC opponent, which makes the game super interesting. So I think they did pretty well, regardless of the fact that they're going back to the armed forces bowl. I mean, the alternative was putting army in the first responder bowl and air force in the armed forces bowl. And I'll tell you right now, the black Knights would probably prefer to play on the the 22nd instead of the 28th. So Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, uh, a couple of things. First of all, the first responders bowl gets, you know, each team will get about $200,000 less than in the, um, uh, uh the armed forces bowl and air Force is splitting their money. So, uh, you know, there's a, a, an incentive there as well. You know, I'm, I'm selfishly happy because I get to go to the game now. Um, but that aside, you know, uh, if, if this were an exceptional army year, if they had 10 wins going into army Navy, and they got the Armed Forces Bowl, I'd be a little disappointed. I'd, I'd say, you know what, they're, they're a team, they'd probably be ranked, and they're going to the Armed Forces Bowl, and they're probably going to smack around whoever they're playing. That's not the case this year. They're having a good, even you could even say a great year. It's not a special year. It's not an exceptional year. The yeah. Armed Forces Bowl, in a good matchup, they're favored by, I think, two and a half points on Missouri. You know, it, it, it's a great matchup in a bowl that you know Army fans are going to show up to. It's going to be an Army home crowd. Like it's just a good it's a good assignment. So what if yeah. it's so what if it's the Armed Forces Bowl again?
0: Yeah, no, I agree completely. And you know, it's yeah, it works out. A lot of people are going to get to go to the game. It, it's at the perfect time. And uh, that Casper Bowl, Florida versus UCF, that's that's a great matchup in Florida. What are you going to do? I mean, I totally understand why they why they did that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you yeah if you live in Florida, like go ahead, buy your Disney tickets, go to a bowl game. You know, live it up for the holiday. I mean, that'd be a great way to to roll into the new year. You know, do the couple days at Disney, go to the Gasparilla Bowl, watch the Gators lose, and then uh, <laughs> <move on. laughs> and then uh, enjoy the rest of their holiday. But uh, to to kind of put a pin on this thing, so we can wrap this up. There are some pretty interesting uh, bowl games this first uh, this first week. So bowls will start on the 17th, which is uh, Friday on the 17th of December. You got the Bahamas bowl. Great for uh, middle Tennessee into Toledo. What an awesome place to be. It's kind of warm down there mm-hmm. here. Uh, 12 PM Eastern time on ESPN. You've got the cure bowl, uh, Northern Illinois and coastal Carolina. That could be a potential game. Like if coastal Carolina would have played like last year, this would have been an awesome game to watch, but you know, not as good as last year, but I think that will be a good one. That's uh, 6 p.m. on ESPN2. Other uh, good matchups, you got the Frisco Bowl. at San Diego State versus UTSA. Gasparilla Bowl, as we mentioned, Florida versus UCF. The Camila Bowl, Ball State and Georgia State. The Military Bowl, East Carolina versus Boston College. That one's probably going to be a sleeper. I would check that one out. Uh, the Birmingham Bowl, uh, Houston versus Auburn. Yeah, if you're going to the Birmingham Bowl, they usually do free tickets for veterans. That's another good spot for uh, – a game to go watch if you're close enough to hit striking distance on that one. The first ever Fenway bowl is Virginia versus Southern Methodist university. You got the Fiesta bowl, which is Notre Dame and Oklahoma state. That should be a good game. And uh, I'll just move on to the favorite thing of the week since it's mine. And as we're getting ready to close out uh, this uh, college football roundtable, it's going to be able to link up with the As for football crew face to face and take before. the Army-Navy game. I I really appreciate you guys bringing me on board this year. Uh, I think we've uh, done some good stuff, and uh, I think we're going to continue to do good stuff. I'm looking forward to the game. I'm going to gorge myself on (laughs) various different delights before the game starts, and uh, hopefully it will turn out to be a joyous occasion about three hours after 3 p.m. on Saturday.
0: Oh, let me just say, I thank God almighty that army did not draw the Fenway bowl against either Virginia or SMU. Cause Sally totally wanted to go to that thing. We were going to freeze our asses off. So I'll take the armed forces all day, every day.
1: All right. And without further ado, this has been ring knocker radio. This is the biggest week of the college football season. If you don't believe it, then again, you're not an army football fan. We are going to beat <laughs> the hell out of Navy. Hey, Stay tuned and we'll see you guys next time. Ah. Beat him. Thanks for listening to the Ask for Football College Football Roundtable. Join the Ask for Football team on our next episode as we bring you more hot takes and college football analysis. We would also like to thank our sponsor, UniformFlag.com, where 100% of the proceeds from all purchases go to the Lead the Way Fund. Show your service and support a great cause. You can also find us at askforfootball.com and across all social media platforms. I would also like to give a quick shout-out to our globe platform presenters of our video podcast at veterantrashtalk.com.